This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. I'm excited for today's episode for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one is that I have an expert on here with us. I love doing these expert interviews. I love hearing from people who are way smarter than I am. And the second reason is that the topic we're going to be covering is really important for a lot of people, especially for uh, those who may struggle with mental health problems. And we're going to dive into that. So my guest today uh, is Chrissy Lawler. She is also my sister-in-law, but outside of that, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is a baby sleep expert. She is a mom to four. She is a great person. And I'm super, super excited to have Chrissy on here. So thank you so much for, for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for a nice warm welcome. Of course. Anything I missed in that introduction, like fun fact you want to, Gosh, like that you're you... really good at the stinky leg dance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, of course, important to mention, um, gosh, that your wife crushed me in an arm wrestling contest. These these are my my strengths and my weaknesses. It's all been laid out on the table. Now people know you. Now they can <laughs> licensed marriage and family therapist for those who don't know what that means. Can you just give us a brief explanation of kind of what uh, that entails from a mental health perspective and the type of clients that you work with? Yeah, so I work with a broad range of clients, mostly adolescent girls all through all stages of adulthood. And marriage and family therapists focus a lot on the bigger picture. So not just what we're dealing with right now, but what is going on in the whole system, the whole environment that's leading to the dysfunction or the stressors that we're experiencing. Got it. Great explanation. I love that. So you obviously have experience working with people who are going through mental health struggles, whatever that may be, right? There's, there's such a wide variety of things and we all have, you know, different challenges that we're facing. And today we want to tie it into how pets and dogs specifically can be of benefit or of harm to us. And so I want to start there with kind of the opposite of what people are expecting. Have you had experiences where you have clients or people you know where their dogs or their pets end up becoming like a net negative for their mental health? Yes, absolutely. I think it's really important with anything, but especially in taking on the responsibility of an animal to have a realistic picture of what is this actually going to look like? What is this going to require of me? How do I handle the certain challenges that will come up with having an animal? And is that going to be a net positive or a net negative for me? So, I mean, even just using myself as an example, I... I grew up with dogs. I really liked having dogs in my family growing up. And so I thought that I wanted a dog. I have four small children and I wanted them to have the experience of having a dog. I didn't know enough about breeds. I didn't do enough research and ended up with a Chihuahua poodle that we adopted from somebody else that I knew. And I didn't realize that a, the Chihuahua breed tends to gravitate towards adults more than children. So I ended up with another dog while I had my four children that really only cared about me 
And I didn't actually have the bandwidth to take on the responsibility of another creature that needed me so much and wanted so much from me. Another thing that I needed to take care of. Another thing that felt largely unpredictable. Like I'd never had my own dog before. And so that's one of my own personal pain points is like, I don't like when I don't have a solution when I'm not an expert on a thing. And so it just ended up not being the right fit. And so we rehomed Luna to an incredible family that could give her the love that she needed. But in that instance, like I didn't actually have the bandwidth. I should have been more realistic with myself and my strengths and my limitations and the actual requirements of having a pet in our home that is going to be part of our family. And it just, it wasn't actually the right fit. And I think a lot of people make a similar mistake that like, oh my gosh, a dog's going to be so much fun, but this is another part of your family and it's another responsibility. And so as with anything in mental health, when we take on more responsibility than we actually have the bandwidth to thrive in, it creates a net negative. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that personal example. And and like you said, I think in a lot of instances, you know, the the people that we have commenting in our communities and and sending us emails that are going through really stressful times with their dogs, sometimes it is just the lack of like the dog to human compatibility, whether it's breed, whether it's age, whether it's activity levels. And so I think that is so important to bring up that wherever you're at in your experience with dogs and either wanting to get a dog or having a dog, the breed of dog that you get can be really, really important with how you connect to each other. So I want to ask a follow-up question on that because, uh, you know, you mentioned that you, you have four girls and you, and you wanted to give them the experience of, of having a dog. What did you see? I, I know that it didn't end up being exactly how you had hoped for, but how did you see the effect of, of the dog it, on your girls? And it could even be other dogs in general, just, I guess, you know, kids and dogs, it's an intricate topic because kids can be unpredictable. Dogs can be unpredictable, but what have you seen for your own children and maybe other children that, that are younger kids that you've helped in um, therapy? Yeah, so I kind of go back to a a child development principle that we call goodness of fit. And I think the match is important. So in my family in particular, with that dog that we had, Luna just like actually didn't care about my children at all, right? Like I would be playing fetch with her and be having fun. And my seven-year-old would bound up to me and she wanted to play fetch. And as soon as she grabbed the ball to try and play with Luna, she kind of like gave her the side eye and just like walked away and curled up on the pillow right? So it wasn't a good fit. So that ended up kind of fostering some low key feelings of rejection. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. How come this dog doesn't want to play with me? How come she only wants mom? But I see other examples, you know, like with Ashley, my little sister, your wife, like Ashley was a kid that benefited so much from having a dog. Like Buddy was her right-hand boy. It was her constant companion. She could be found as a teenager, just snuggled up with Buddy. He was her confidant. He was everything to her. And the, the role that Buddy played on her mental health in her development through, you know, the teenage years are always an adjustment. Like Buddy and Ashley had this perfect goodness of fit where it was this like emotional confidant and a friend and there was so much unconditional love. I think that's the vast majority of what 
of the protective mental health benefits of a dog are those emotional components. And the vast majority of the time that's there, I think we inherited just a trickier situation with a dog with trauma. And we had a tricky situation having a newborn and it was COVID. And no, there are always a lot of compounding factors, but I think for kids in general, dogs can provide so much goodness. There's responsibility and caretaking and routine and scheduling and having this extra emotional support, this co-regulation. There, there's so many incredibly beneficial qualities to having a dog in your family. If as parents, you also have the bandwidth to know that it's a responsibility. We have to have realistic expectations always. As you know, I work in the baby space, right? So if a parent, if brand new parents have this newborn and they're like, oh my gosh, my newborn's waking up like every three or four hours at night, what is happening? It's like, that's kind of as good as you're going to get with a newborn. Like you're, we'll teach you how to get through these things so that can get better, but that's just par for the course. And we need to have realistic expectations so that reality isn't distressing for us and we can roll with the punches. So again, goodness of fit makes the puppy to human relationship really be able to thrive well. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And I, I love that you're talking about, you know, understanding that it is more responsibility. It is something that you have to consider carefully. So on that note, you know, there's so much research out there from like a clinical perspective, as well as anecdotally and, and just experiences that people have had where dogs improve their mental health. But I do always wonder, and I don't know if there's an exact answer for this, but do you find that it's the responsibility of, you know, let's say specifically someone who is dealing with depression, you know, is it the responsibility of having to say, I have to get up and take care of my dog and, and give them the things that they need that can help kind of bolster their mental health? Or is it more, do you think it's just the dog to human connection, having a companion? I don't know. What's your take on that responsibility versus just dogs are good for our souls? I think honestly, the answer is all of the above. I kind of think about, this is silly, but I go back in my mind to one of those Harry Potter books. I can't even remember it exactly, but like there's this room that becomes whatever he needs it to be when he needs it to be. And I think that's kind of how it is. Or like I used to work in a drug treatment center and I would say treatment issues come up in treatment. What you will get out of this place is exactly what you need it to be if you do the work. So I think for people with depression that have a really hard time getting out of bed, sometimes it is the responsibility of having a creature that's relying on you. And you have to, you have a reason to get out of bed. You have something that's relying on you. You have a reason to have a routine. You have a reason to get out in fresh air and sunshine and get movement. All of those things are incredibly protective for our mental health. And for some people, that's where the benefit of having a dog comes from. For other people that need more of that emotional support, that's what they're going to get from a dog. So I think dogs can be so perfect because they have so much to offer in so many different ways that really what you need from your dog, you can, you will get. Like your dog will end up being this perfect compatible companion if like I said, you know, 
you have realistic expectations, you have the bandwidth, you know what you're signing up for, you happily sign up for those challenges. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And and going along with that, just understanding that, you know, here at Pupford, our big focus is on training and understanding that it is going to take time and effort and and there will be that back and forth between you and your dog to get to where you know, your relationship is going to be the most beneficial. So I, I love, I love that response. So maybe kind of a closing out question, because I've, I've learned a lot from this. My guess is that there's people listening who maybe don't have a dog yet or are thinking about getting another dog. I know we talked about the human to dog fit and whether it's, you know, the right breed and those types of things, but from a strictly mental health perspective, what other pieces of advice do you have for people who maybe are dealing with depression or anxiety, what recommendations do you have for them when considering getting a dog? And if they do decide to go that path, like things they can do to set themselves up to make sure that it is going to be that net positive, like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I think do be a critical consumer of information. I always tell my clients, pull your people, like ask good questions to people that you trust. Talk to different dog owners that have different kinds of breeds. Figure out what the right fit for you is going to be. In the grand scheme of things, I think way more often than not, getting a dog is a good mental health choice. I think far and away, the pros outweigh the cons. As long as you've done some research, you have realistic expectations, all those things that we talked about. But it's so good for our mental health to have this unconditional love, have some responsibility, have a reason to get out and fresh air and sunshine and get movement or exercise, to have a little bit of this accountability and this emotional support companion. Having a dog really, if you have realistic expectations and you actually have the bandwidth to thrive in that responsibility, it it challenges you in all of the ways that you need to be challenged and it fulfills you and supports you in all of the ways that you need to be fulfilled and supported. So I think go in with eyes wide open and know that we all need resources, right? So like you're not going at it alone. You can find dog sitters and dog trainers and courses like yours and, and you can thrive with a dog if you allow yourself to get access to the right resources. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm a firm believer in working on our mental health and doing things that we can do to improve our lives. So outside of the dog side of things, what would you recommend for people who are maybe going through mental health challenges and are looking for, you know, resources or things to uh, improve their lives outside of, you know, hey, I might get a dog? Obviously, I'm an advocate for therapy. I think Tuning into yourself, having a safe space where you can work through things is so incredibly beneficial. So therapy and medication, if you're really struggling with mental health challenges, those are incredible resources for you. I think that should be the first line of defense if you're dealing with some deeper depression before just thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a dog and that's going to make me feel better. Because ultimately at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we are thriving and we're getting the treatment that we need because it's also not fair for a dog to have to take on that mental load. But I do think getting a pet is an incredible support to the other components of your positive mental health journey, but it shouldn't be seen as a replacement. Like, oh, I'll just get a dog to help my depression instead of actually working on the root issues. Because like we talked about, 
if the goodness of fit isn't there, then some of the things like struggling to get out of bed to go on a walk, if you're not at that place where you're going to push yourself to get out of bed, then having a dog, it just feels like more failure, more disappointment. I'm disappointing this dog. I'm not meeting its needs. I suck. I'm awful. I'm terrible. Or gosh, I don't know how to train this puppy. I'm inadequate. I feel powerless. So it definitely, getting a pet can be an incredible supplement to your mental health journey, but shouldn't replace any of the other positive things you're doing. I love that. I think that's super, super helpful. I have learned a lot on this. I have gotten some good perspective on, on how we should look at you know, our dogs and, and our journey with our mental health. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and sharing your expertise and insight with, with the audience. Yeah, thanks for having me. And just a quick reminder for everyone, month of July, if you leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, and email it to devin at pupford.com. I will send you a coupon for a free gift with your next purchase. But other than that, we will catch you on the next episode.